Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Golden Knights. Gerard Gallant keeps winning, advances to the conference final in the East in New York as the New York Rangers continue to move on, playing very well, and fans in Las Vegas are starting to wonder what if. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tony Cardasco. You could follow us at Locked On VGK on Twitter and at YouTube, and we're still having some issues with our YouTube channel right now. And you could find me at Tony Dasco on Twitter, Chris Golick at TD Chris G on Twitter. So, Chris, the further that the Rangers and former VGK head coach Gerard Gallant advance, the more texts that I receive, phone <laughs> calls, messages, VGK Twitter is exploding right now. VGK fans and the faithful are still wondering why Gallant got fired here in Las Vegas. Gallant and his young uh, Rangers now. They're really proving the skeptics wrong. Uh, not only was Gallant fired in Las Vegas, a lot of us felt that he was embarrassed, right? Um, embarrassed with the midseason firing and then replacing him, a rival coach and a coach that Gallant once called a clown. So now Gallant is in the spotlight. VGK's front office can't be too happy with Gerard Gallant still winning. Did they make a mistake by firing Gallant? Let's start off the show there with the Rangers as now they're in the Eastern Conference Final. Obviously, a mistake was made, and I think everyone in Las Vegas felt it was a mistake when it happened. I mean, it was a four-game losing streak a year, two years after he won the Jack Adams, a year after that uh, Game 7 debacle over in San Jose. So, sure, it was a mistake at the time, and it was validated before the playoffs this season even started, just to see what he was able to do with that Rangers team, how he was able to mix and develop a combination of the young talents and then your veteran players, you know, Panera and Kreider and such like that, um, brings his uh, protector Ryan Reeves in there, something that, you know, didn't necessarily seem to be viewed upon as working here in Las Vegas, but it, it is working. He's got the right mix and everything. And there is plenty of egg on the face of VGK watching Gallant go. And, and no one's upset Gallant is, you know, not is performing well. I think everyone here in Vegas is happy for him. I don't see anyone watching being upset about it beyond the fact that uh, the VGK uh, front office made a, a sizable mistake in removing him from office mid-season. I mean, when it happens mid-season like that, you're saying, hey, you're not, you're not cutting it, coach. You are the problem. The roster is fine. The roster that myself and my president built is fine. So you're the problem. Get out. We're going to bring your rival coach in there. And uh, now VGK is going to proceed to lose their identity, not be able to score a power play goal, which I believe were the Rangers' first two goals last night. The, the first they one was kind of fluky as far as uh, you know a power play rush goes. But the second goal, that uh, mm. the slat pass from the point of Kreider just sitting in the middle there waiting for it. Um, Gallant's got it all working right now, and it's going to be an awesome conference final against Tampa. Him and Cooper going head-to-head, kind of see how that whole thing plays off. And um, 
I'm just loving playoff hockey. And folks, I told you the Rangers, I said it when they were down two nothing. Let's wait until after game four. I said, if they lose game five, double down, bet more on the Rangers to win that series. And, uh, yep, I'm sitting back. I'm going to go get some hotcakes this morning and celebrate with, uh, with all my winnings. Yeah, you surely did uh, make that prediction down two to nothing. And he, even me, as an ardent Rangers fan, uh, <laughs> would, not, <laughs> would not buy into that at the time. And so we have Gallant in the Eastern Conference Finals. The Rangers dominated Game 7 in Raleigh last night. And I did not believe the Rangers would come this far. And Gallant, as you mentioned, he's done an exceptional job, especially with the development of that kid line with Capo, with Heedle, and especially with Lafreniere. He knows the right buttons uh, to push. I also felt that uh, Carolina got in a good little dig last night. I thought that they were trolling VGK late in the game with the Rangers and the game in hand. What did the DJ play? The John Wick theme. And that's the theme that VGK uses for its entrance to come out onto the ice. I thought it was a major troll job last night. I don't know if the other fans caught on to that, but I heard the theme and I was like, okay, they're going directly after VGK for firing. Did I read too much into that? Perhaps, but they were going into the fact that VGK got rid of Gallant and now Gallant has his team in the Eastern Conference Final. The Carolina Hurricanes uh, social media team seems to be a bit spicy at times. And usually if you got a Twitter team that gets spicy and edgy with tweets, it, it radiates throughout the rest of the organization from trolling and songs on the ice. So it wouldn't surprise me, but Tony, I honestly couldn't hear it last night over all the Ranger fans that made the trip down to Carolina. Uh, <laughs> someone, I think, I think you were actually commenting on it about uh, the ticket prices and all the tickets that were available for game seven in Raleigh in Raleigh, excuse me. And I, I went on a ticket master just to look and see what was available. You could have walked in and had reasonable upper deck seats for roughly 250 for a party of two. So two, and that's all fees included. It was like 120. So add 30 bucks for fees, you know, maybe, maybe between 250 and 300. And historically stuff like that goes down as it gets closer to game time, as many, uh, you know, it's one of the VGK uh, hacks, if you will, to go to a game out here and get, get there on the cheap or so. So, I mean, Carolina, what are we doing? You got a game seven in your barn, all your, all your players are talking about uh, we got the best fans in the NHL. We got the best crowd in the NHL. And uh, the Rangers said, yeah, hold my beer. And now we've got the Rangers, uh, a team that defeated Tampa all three meetings this past uh-huh. season. But we've got a quick turnaround. And the first game will be tomorrow night at Madison Square Garden in New York. Uh, Ranger fans, I was just in New York this past weekend. They're just going bananas over this team. And it's a lot of fun. It's brought a lot of energy uh, to the city through the Rangers. Chris Kreider, you know, doesn't score. He had one shot on goal in the previous three games in Carolina. And last night he has those two goals, as you had mentioned, as a Benajad, uh, they're all starting to contribute. Uh, but again, uh, they are going to have to beat Andre Vasilevsky, who we know is just uh, in a zone right now. And uh, goaltending will be perhaps the difference in this series. Shesterkin against Vasi. No doubt. And this is going to be a tremendous goaltending matchup. You got probably the two best goalies in the East. And I mean, just kind of thinking back, you probably got two of the top 
you know, three or four goalies in all of the NHL going against each other. I'm trying to think off the top of my head what goalies I would want more right now. Um, looking at the at the line for this series, Rangers are about the plus 150 range. Tampa's in the 170, 180 range. That feels, I don't know, I don't think the Rangers are getting enough respect based on the regular season matchups, based on how well they're performing and overperforming to a degree, I guess you can you can say. But plus 155, I feel like the value is definitely there. They're going to get four home games if this thing goes seven games. Yes, Tampa has one on the road in a game seven, as the Rangers have. So it's going to be a fun series. It's going to be interesting to see the matchups. Uh, this is going to be Gerard Gallant's uh, biggest matchup, I think, as far as a coach he has faced, um, you know, the chess match and that sort of thing. Yes, he went up against Barry Trot season one here in Las Vegas, but I think uh, Cooper is a, a, a notch or two above Barry Trotz. And I think Gallant is going to be a big reason that the Rangers, if they do come out of this series, and I do, am I, I am sticking with my Rangers Stanley Cup prediction, which is what my bracket said day one of the NHL playoffs. So I'm going to ride that to the ground right now. I think they can advance in this series. Regular season matchup was there. I get that, you know, the playoff starting, it's a different animal. I mean, Tampa was the third seed in, in the Atlantic. They were the third seed. So it's not like they had a strong regular season by their standards, but all of a sudden now it's playoff hockey. Tampa's had deep runs for the last couple of years. So it might be a little hard for them to get up for some of these regular season games in December and January, but they'll be firing at all cylinders. Um, I would watch out for the first period of game one. If the Rangers, Rangers are, they're in rhythm. They're, they have a flow. They're playing every other day right now where Tampa has been off for what, nine days or something nine like days. that since that mm-hmm. last season ended. It's been a long time and that's going to play a factor. Sure. They're going to be healthy and, and, you know, some of the bumps and bruises have healed as such, but the Rangers are in a flow and the Rangers are going to jump out of that first period. If Tampa can weather the storm in the first period, then the Rangers could have a long game. But if the Rangers can put up a two spot in that first period, they can roll and, uh, you know, get game one and uh, keep things going. Yeah, they have, the Rangers have definitely exceeded my expectations. Again, I thought if they made it you know, out of the first round, that would have been a positive sign for this franchise. Average age of the players, I think they said last night, is just 26 years old uh, for the Rangers. And then, of course, that kid line brings it down. And uh, yes. again, they have so many superstars, too, on uh, the Lightning team. And they have that savvy playoff experience, which is uh, a major intangible you know coming into this one uh is vgk so irritated and so irked at the success of gerard gallant that they named barry trotz the head coach right before game number one on wednesday Uh, that's that's definitely fair right now we've kind of seen how stuff like that flows for vgk um there's been a lot of chatter about trotz possibly having something in place i think emily kaplan was mentioning that there could be something in place, but I saw another report come out where, um, you know, they're going to pump the brakes and not exactly sure what, where Trotz is leaning right now. Um, Trotz is the shiniest new toy out there right now. I don't know if he's the best fits as far as the coaches that are out there. I'm still on the Rick Tocket train, but I will take Barry Trotz and be very happy just simply based on the pedigree. I think pedigree, playoff pedigree, Stanley cup winning pedigree, for me right now, that's the most important thing 
when VGK gets a new coach in place. And if they take, they hire Barry Trotz, fine, let's go. I'm good with that. I would love to see uh, someone of that nature hired. Please don't hire Paul Maurice. He's just boring as hell to me. Um, Barry Trotz, Rick Tockett, those are my top two. I don't think the city is ready for Tortorella, so I don't see that happening. Um, could VGK want to steal that spotlight and take a little attention away from Gallant? Fine, so be it. But Gallant can sit back knowing he's in uh, the final four. He's in the conference final right now, so he don't care about us right now. He doesn't yeah, care. For sure. And, uh, yeah, you could almost bet that VGK will release some sort of news. Last week it was the new ECHL affiliate or a week or so ago. So anytime we see Gallant start to move up. Yeah, exactly. Coming up next, goaltender Laurent Brassois has hip surgery. We'll talk about that. You are listening to Lockdown Golden Knights. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer? Choosing only the brand that their warehouse happens to carry, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You could save time. You could save money when you use Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same auto parts from a chain store or a car dealership. And you have to go to rockauto.com because they have everything that you could need from brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpeting. Go explore their easy to use website today and you can find a solution for all of your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com, go there right now, and you can see all the parts available for your car or for your truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Again, it's rockauto.com and write locked on on their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we were the ones that sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the auto parts that your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Rockauto.com. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights, Tony Cardasco. And Chris Golick in Las Vegas. It's great to be home just for a little uh, laundry and some <laughs> luggage change there. It's great to be back. Uh, I was in New York this week and would have been with all those crazy Ranger fans at Walman Rink in Central Park last night, having a ball and, hmm. of course, uh, doing the goal song and all of that. But, yeah, it's an exciting time there. Uh, we touched on goaltenders. We talked about Shesterkin. We talked about. Andre Vasilevsky here in Las Vegas, a lot of issues around uh, goaltending. Goaltending, of course, is what is making these teams successful, especially in the East. And here in Las Vegas, we received the news over the weekend, Chris, that Laurent Brassois underwent hip surgery, and there were a few reports about that. Brassois had an up-and-down campaign. He was 10-9. He played in 24 games this season, and he lost five out of his last six starts. And uh, he gave up four goals in that Anaheim and Winnipeg games down the stretch when they meant something. He had a 2.90 goals against average and 895 save percentage. So VGK, as we know, they got Persuave from Winnipeg and his best season was a 13 win campaign at 13 and six. 
We see a lot of these teams now stacking up uh, with two starters, right? A lot of uh, the teams around the NHL, uh, even, well, Carolina, if Anderson was healthy and Ranta, you know, they would have two um, regular starters. And again, I know I've been very critical about this, but I don't feel that VGK has uh, two goaltenders that could win the cup, that could win the chip here. And, uh, you know, and, and also, you know, when going back and evaluating Bressois, right, Chris, I, I felt that he wasn't used in the right manner, in the right way. I, I just remember, like, uh, I remember DeBoer saying early in the season that he wanted to utilize Bressois more. I remember there was an 11-day gap before he started in Detroit, and then he came out, and, you know, he wasn't at his best, right? That was back in early November, I think. And uh, again, we know that Brossois will make $2.3 million this upcoming season. It'll be the final year of his two-year contract. Uh, what are your thoughts on Laurent Brossois moving forward? And hopefully he recovers from his hip surgery. Either he's a factor here in Las Vegas or somewhere else. As a backup goalie, he's just fine. He pencils as far as his deal goes, and he can be serviceable in a backup role. When he was called to duty to start multiple games in a row, when uh, Leonard went down, that's when the trouble started. But early in the season, he was just fine. I, I can't quote all the stats and stuff, but he was winning. He was winning and keeping VGK in the games when Leonard was, you know, sitting and getting a rest. Uh, DeBoer obviously went a long went some long stretches with starting Leonard, and you know, I don't think that was. Looking back, obviously, of course, that wasn't the right play. That could have possibly uh, been to what have what could have led to Leonard getting uh, getting injured, going down, fatigue, call it whatever you want. So, if VGK is going to continue and to platoon two goalies, as long as our first goalie is healthy, there's not going to be a problem because Brassois will start you know once a week, once every you know eight or nine days or so, and you'll have a good rotation going. Uh, if the starter goes down, which presumably will be Robin Leonard coming into the season, then can Brassois carry the mail? Or is that the spot where you bring Logan Thompson up from uh, from Henderson all of a sudden? And Logan Thompson starts, you know, basically just takes Leonard's role, so to speak. And uh, you keep the rotation going with Brassois as the backup. I mean, that seems kind of strange to me. Uh, you don't have a backup goalie who shouldn't, you can't count on to start three or four games in a row. Like that's, that's obviously not what the points of having a backup goalie is. And I guess if there's one odd silver lining in all this, we all thought, you know, definitely myself, Brassois was down with a nothing injury of some sort, something that, you know, was just kind of clearing up cap space so we could continue our salary cap roulette game that we lost all season long, apparently. Um, but Brassois had a legit injury, it seems like, and maybe, Maybe it was a type of injury he could have played through and BGK just said, no, nah, we'll just shut you down to release that cap space. I guess Vegas does not deserve that benefit of the doubts. Um, but at least he had a legit injury, I guess, which maybe is more what you can say about a lot of things that have been happening in the, the salary cap injury BGK world as of late. Yeah. And uh, Laurent Brossois, I thought, you know, they, they gave up on him. The organization, Pete DeBoer was down on him. I mean, he took some cheap shots at him as well. And Brassois did give up way too many just cheap goals, um, especially in his later starts there. And I think his most 
disappointing. Wasn't he between the pipes in that Philadelphia game, which I thought was still, it's still the worst loss of the season where they bring in a new coach. They've lost eight straight and here they come into Vegas and the flyers uh, break the losing streak and they beat VGK. I think he started that night in that loss, that key loss to me against the flyers at T-Mobile. Yeah, I don't recall offhand, um, but I am with you. The deeper and longer he went, just the eye test wasn't necessarily there. I mean, eight nine five save percentage, okay. Uh, two nine goals against. I mean, that's that's not going to get it done. That is just not going to get going to get it done. Um, as far as just kind of looking back at his career, first started in uh, Edmonton in twenty fourteen, bounced around ECHL, AHL prior to that. He had never started more than at the NHL level, keep in mind, but he has never started more than 21 games at the NHL level. Coming to Vegas last year, he started 24 games. Um, his goals against, like going back to Winnipeg in 1920, he had a goals against of 2.52. I mean, save percentage was a little better at 9.25. So, I mean, he, he's a backup goalie. He's a backup goalie, but if we're going to pencil what Brassois normally does in an every, you know, season in season outs, that means your starter is going to have to carry the mail for, you know, 60 games between 55 and 60 games. That's a lot. That is a lot for Robin Leonard, just based on his size and uh, body composition. He's not, you know, he's not a smaller, thinner, more agile goalie by any means. You know, he's going to, his body is going to need a different amount of recovery. And I'm curious here, I'm going to look up, I want to see how many games Leonard has normally started in other, um, so I can find him here. Yeah, throughout his career. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, man, I'm looking like at Leonard's career. So, and the bubble season is going to be mixed in here somewhere. So, those stats will be skewed. But going back to like 2011, as he's kind of breaking in 31, 36, 25 games played. Buffalo 2016, 59, 53 the following year, 46 with the Islanders. They had two goalies, though, I remember. Uh, 1920 Chicago, 33 starts. Then he comes, then he gets traded here that same season, only starts. So that's 30. I mean, Leonard has never started more at the NHL level in a single season, more than 44 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I, I didn't think he was durable enough to last the season. And, and yeah. that, that's my biggest complaint right there. And then you have two goalies undergoing off-season surgery. And you have to wonder about how they're going to recover. Will they be back at the start of the season? Will you go in to the next season behind the eight ball at the most important position for this VGK team? We know that they have a number of superstars on this team, but goaltending is a major question mark heading into next season. And speaking of injuries, Logan Thompson didn't dress for the final of them. of a Canada, Finland and in, in, over in the world because of a minor, hopefully, but because of a minor injury. So all three goalies now have issues going on. Um, just kind of go back to my point here. I don't know what these roundtable talks are like when they're, when they're looking at, you know, we're, are we going to look at this player? Are we going to look at that player, how the scouts and stuff go, but Leonard hadn't started. What I say was a 44 games or 51 game, 53 games in 2017, 2018. Brassois has never has been in the mid twenties or so. So how does that pencil? Now you're basically almost knowing you're going to have to go to a third goalie at some points, or, you know, you're going to be asking both of these goalies to play well 
above their means. This isn't Vasilevsky, who we know can play above his means, or or Shesterkin, or many of the other goalies that are out there right now. So I just question how they can sit in whatever whichever room over at City National and discuss this. They don't look at the game started and say, hmm, this could be a problem. Well, it, it was a problem. It definitely was a problem. And, you know, just another thing that uh, came back to bite, to bite VGK in the butts. And let's see what happens next year with the goalies. Because Logan Thompson is the most promising of the three right now as far as just the team being motivated, the fans being motivated, and everything. We're going to come back with uh, Leonard and Brassois again. Logan Thompson going to be in the mix. They're going to try and chip Leonard or Brassois. I mean, all these questions right now. And uh, the offseason clock is ticking. Free agency is about, what, five or so weeks away. Uh, the draft is right before that. The combine, we're going to get into that in a little bit. You know, and we still don't have a coach. Yep, and coming up next, we will touch on the NHL draft combine going on this week in Buffalo through Saturday, and the Western Conference Final starts tonight. We expect to see fireworks with McDavid versus McKinnon. You're listening to Locked On Golden Knights. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights, and thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Now, that podcast Nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from all of our local experts. It is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. And Chris, we will get everything handled and situated. We should be back running, up and running on YouTube, hopefully within the next couple of days. So I know that the fans are excited about our YouTube channel. And uh, we just hope to get back on there as soon as possible. And so we've got the Western Conference Finals with McDavid against McKinnon, uh, those two, but the accompanying uh, players on each team. It is going to be quite a matchup. Edmonton was my choice to win the Cup. I just thought they were the best team in the West. I'm going to keep driving that one home. Against the Avalanche, we know that each team can score. They can score fast. They are the top two scoring teams in the NHL, so probably in Game 1, uh, we'll probably see a two-to-one final. Uh, but <laughs> you've got McDavid and Dreisaitl. Uh, Zach Hyman played well, you know, at times. And uh, for the Oilers and Ryan Nugent Hopkins and uh, that team. And uh, your guy, Evander Kane. Uh, I guess the biggest question mark there will have to be Mike Smith. And then for the Colorado Avalanche, Nathan McKinnon had the hat trick against uh, St. Louis. Uh, Miko Rantanen, Burkowski, Landeskog. They've got the firepower. Kale McCarr, um, the high-scoring, high-powered defenseman uh, for the Avalanche. Who do you like in this series? And uh, is it going to be the series that we expect? Eight to six finals, nine to seven finals. I'm hoping to take the over. Should I? So I, I wish we did have our YouTube going because all I'm doing right now is sitting here shaking my head at all the names you put out there. Yes, McKinnon. Yes, McDavid. Yes, McCarr. Yes, Dreisaitl. Yes, my guy, Evander Kane. You know, Duncan Keith, we can go on and on and on. Evander Kane, we can go on about all these names. This series is about two players and two players only. It's Mike Smith versus Darcy Kemper, and it's which goalie can stop the other team from scoring four or more goals, because I do think you have a lot of four to three hockey right now. 
Uh, you got Mike Smith right now, eight and three, two, seven goals against, but his save percentage is fine at a nine, two, seven. So he's facing a lot of shots, which is what that tells me. Um, looking over at Darcy Kemper, six and two, two, four, four goals against a nine, oh, four save percentage. Colorado definitely has some pierces in their armor, and it starts with Darcy Kemper and allowing teams to get back into the games, obviously seeing what the Blues did a couple different times in that series. So Colorado is not the unstoppable machine in this current playoff. Yes, they, they handled Nashville just fine, but they got some holes right now, and Edmonton is scoring plenty of goals. Edmonton is going to make this extremely difficult on on Colorado. It's going to be an amazing series. You have the best, you know, it's, it, it is the definition of best on best as far as skill goes. Um, talking about the money now, this is uh, what matters. And, you know, when the odds makers put these lines out there, there's a couple things that go into that. One is just how they feel, you know, things are going to turn out and then they watch the money and make adjustments based on that. Avalanche are minus 240 right now, minus 240 in the conference final that tells me that um, Vegas and not just Vegas, but you know, the sports betting odds makers, they're, they're comfortable hanging that big number out there. Edmonton's a sexy, a sexy bet at plus 200. Um, but I think Edmonton's uh, reign is going to slow down here. I see six games, but uh, I think four two Colorado. And in those six games, you might have, you know, 50 goals scored. Um, but, you know, Mike Smith, Darcy Kemper, who can stop the other team from putting up a four spot? That is the beginning, middle and end of this series, in my opinion. Do you feel that uh, perhaps I know Edmonton liked to play fast? We talked about it last week where Smith just uh, collecting the puck and then getting it out with the, uh, the outlet pass or the stretch pass uh, into the neutral zone, trying to play as fast as they possibly can. Uh, will Colorado get caught up in that race or Will Colorado tend to maybe try to slow things down a little? Will either team uh, change the way that they played in the previous series? I mean, you're going to see adjustments. You're going to see all things to, you know, they're all watching the tape, just like, uh, you know, amateurs like us are trying to, to figure out uh, what changes are going to be made and things of that nature. You know, Jay Woodcroft, is Jay Woodcroft going to, you know, be able to go toe to toe with Jared Bettner? I mean, I don't know. Um, he's done okay so far, I guess. I mean, you got Daryl Sutter out of the playoffs, so you got to give the Oilers coach some credit for being able to, you know, coach a squad appropriately. But I think you're going to try to see the stretch passes. And I can see Colorado's defense slowing the game down. Colorado just has some size and uh, plenty of grit, as does Edmonton, of course, starting with Evander Kane, obviously. But I think Colorado is just a more, uh, a better, well-rounded roster, defense, offense, and everything in the middle. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be just fantastic seeing McKinnon and McDavid on the same sheet of ice for up to seven games. Uh, the NHL is getting what they wanted in the West. And I do think the NHL would prefer to have McDavid in the Stanley Cup final, but that's not going to play into, uh, you know, how this is going to wind up uh you know, shaping out. Yeah. And uh, we'll keep a close eye on that series. And uh, starting tonight, it should be a lot of fun. We've got oh, the no. NHL draft combine. It starts today, Chris, and 96 of this year's top prospects will go to Buffalo, New York, or they're there already because it starts today. It runs through Saturday. 
And it really gives the uh, teams an opportunity to see these players up close once again. It's the first time that the combine is taking place since 2019 because it was canceled for the pandemic. And uh, among the players invited to this year's event, 63 forwards, 30 defensemen, and three goaltenders. And so uh, this is great news. And uh, I think Shane Wright is there, uh, the player that uh, is likely to be selected number one. And if we were to venture gas, probably going to Montreal, but it's great to have the NHL draft combine back. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, things are hopefully getting back to normal in this uh, COVID world and everything else happening, but it's good to see the combine back. And I think on top of having all these players together, you now are going to have leadership uh, GMs, scouts all in the same building. And this is maybe the unofficial beginning of a, you know, the trade and the free agent period, as far as, you know, teams starting to discuss some deals a little bit and things like that. And uh, yeah, cheers to hopefully a better 2022-2023 season for uh, for VGK. And maybe it all starts uh, in Buffalo uh, this week. Only three goaltenders. It's kind of surprising. I was wondering about that. Like, I think they maybe they just want a few goalies just to, you know, kind of like drop in hockey. You want goalies to take some shots and, uh, you know, I don't know. That, that That's weird to me, but I'm sure there's a reason. Yeah, and tomorrow we'll uh, be again recapping the first game between Edmonton uh, coming up and the Colorado Avalanche, uh, tonight's big game in the West. And uh, we'll take a, a closer look at that. We'll see what news develops from the VGK world today. And they should come out with some sort of news because Gerard Gallant, again, <laughs> he advanced with the Rangers last night. Tony Cardasco and Chris Gollick from Las Vegas. And we thank you all for making Lockdown Golden Knights your first listen each and every day for your second listen. You should check out Locked On NHL from all of the conference finals now to each Stanley Cup kiss. There's the final four teams remaining. It's an exciting time. And you have to check out Locked On NHL covering the playoffs like none other. You can hear the latest news, opinions from local experts each and every Monday through Friday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Once again, I'm Tony Cardasco for my man, Chris Golick. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you once again tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights.